Welcome to the Daily Sweep. I'm your host, Anthony Longhair LeClaire, and I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, the marvelous Marla Mouse McCarty. What's up, everybody? And Zach, hey, I just got off the bus in North Bay, Mizan. Hey, how you guys doing? Um, <laughs> how you enjoying North Bay so far? I mean, I've never really been here other than one layover time. So, so far, so good. It looks yeah. pretty good. It's uh, a great place. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Just not to raise a kid. Anyway, so we have a question. Did you know that on this day, um, rather sadly, actually, a Canadian singer, songwriter, poet, and uh, apparently novelist, which I didn't realize, uh, Leonard Cohen died on this day in 2016. Um, shortly thereafter, I actually found myself playing at the Fox and Fiddle in North Bay. Mm-hmm. I had just moved back to North Bay at the time, and uh, it's... It's one of those rare moments, and like it's happened before when I was in Toronto, it happened. I'd play Hallelujah, and everyone would just stop, and like everyone would come up at the open mic, and like we'd have five part harmonies, and it was just fucking choral and amazing. Yeah. Um. So that sort of happened at the Fox. Everyone just shut the fuck up, but the people who were singing. So like I was doing, and like there were people all around the bar, and it was kind of like this magical moment. It's just unfortunate that, that magic had to happen because uh, because Leonard Cohen died. No, yeah. I'm so glad that it's one of those songs that everyone knows the lyrics to. It's like, you you don't even have to know who Leonard Cohen is to know that song, because I actually think, if I'm not mistaken, it's one of the most covered songs of all time. I like, believe it is. There's, like, just hundreds of people that have recorded mm. that song, um, which is awesome. Yeah, and it's, I mean, sure, I guess it's an overdone song in that respect, but I, I figured for, you know... The day that Cohen died, I feel like it's a song that we can do and get away with, and it kind of makes enough sense to do. Yeah, and I don't know, like, it's, I don't know if I feel like if it's overdone, though, for me personally, like, it's, a lot of people have covered it, yes, and there's a lot of different, so many different versions floating around, but I don't feel like it's overdone, even though so many people have done it. I don't know. Well, but, um... I got a question though. Why do people think that the song, just because it's named Hallelujah, that it's very religious? Like, what are your thoughts on the lyrics to the song and what it's trying to like actually try to portray? Like, what do you think the I mean, message is in that? Yeah. So, I mean, I uh, personally, I, I don't know what what Cohen's actual message was in the eighty verses that he wrote for the fucking thing. Yeah. But I mean, he does obviously reference heavily to to God in some aspects of it mm. and he was Jewish Canadian so right. mm-hmm. I mean I guess I guess culturally that makes sense for him I don't know if it's a specifically religious song I don't even, really even, think even it given is. the name it, and the reference to God I don't think it it specifically is yeah like it touches a lot on religious reference but I don't think the song outright is religious mm-hmm. but that, yeah, well that's that's exactly my point that, that that's sort of what I've heard a lot of people say that just because it makes these religious re- references, that it's not necessarily like a religious song. So it's like, then it leads me to another question. Like, 
when you listen to that song or you hear those lyrics, what is it to you? Yeah, that's such a good question. It's really interesting to think about it because, yeah, I feel like a lot of people get so many different things out of that song, especially because if you sit down and, you know, read the 80 some odd verses that are the whole song, it's like, I'm sure it touches Mm -hmm. on a lot of different things. Yeah, and everyone who records has their own version with their own selected lyrics from the verses that they can choose from. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, fine. I guess they have that right, but... Um, mm. I don't know, originally for me, I thought it was sort of Samson and Delilah story, is what I thought. Like, it was this sort of idea of this guy who was, you know, totally straight and, like, had everything together and whatever else, and then met this fucking woman. Like, his faith was strong, but it was tested by this this woman who, mm. you know, destroyed him, like, you know. Yeah, it's really interesting. Broke your throne and cut your hair, you know? Yeah. Like. To me, I yeah, I almost kind of have that sort of sense about it where it's like, you know, that that kind of love where it's like this person does all these things to you, but in spite of that, you still have love for this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it developed more into something similar to that eventually. This is like, again, as I said, this that was my first like sort of take on the song. Yeah. Um, because, and... I think I instantly recognized it as something that wasn't religious because, I mean, well, we grew up in church and all that shit. Very and like, yeah. And hearing Hallelujah all the damn time. But this song was different. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. 100% it was. I, I have to agree with you, which is why I wanted your thoughts on it. Um, I guess for me, it just, to me, it sort of spoke to me about maybe like the challenges of life. You know? Like you said, broke your throne, cut your hair. Maybe at one stage of life... It's just like you're all together, like you said before. You have everything sort of lined up on your on your mirror frame, ready to go, ready to knock de- knock it all down. And then, as all of a sudden, as soon as you get step into life, you're fucked. Yeah, your throne gets broke. Yeah, you know. It's Here just, we are. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's just the very many challenges that you have to face mm-hmm. to hold true to the person that you are. And a lot of times, it will get you down, and maybe sometimes almost out, but. Maybe there's like hope in the next yeah. day or the next steps that you take in life. So it makes sense that it connects so well with everyone in the first place. Yeah, and go. it's it's not a happy song too. It really like it really isn't, and it's it has. There's definitely parts of the song that really have a sort of a very pessimistic view on what love is. Like where the the line where it's like. It's not a call you hear at night. It's not someone who's seen a light. It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah. Yeah. Like it's love is not a victory march. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's really sort of a darker view on love, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was on this day <laughs> in 2016. Yeah. Um, obviously, still reverberating, you know, through through the years. Absolutely, and, and will continue to. Um, one of the great Canadians who spent most of his formative time as an artist in Greece, taking Canadian grant money and then fucking off and buying a place in Greece and living there and doing a fuck ton of drugs and banging as many people as he could. And then when he started running out of money, wrote another book of poetry and then got another grant and went back to Greece. So... (laughs) Good for him, man. Living the life. Hey, man, if it works for you, it works. I also didn't realize that Hallelujah didn't come out until 1984. I didn't think... I thought it was an older song. Yeah. Uh, Older than that, at least. Yeah. I think I was aware of that, but... It came out with his album Various Positions in 1984. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I also didn't realize until today when I was reading all of this that he didn't, and I was telling you this, uh, that he didn't actually start as a musician until he was 33. Yeah, that I didn't know either. Like, I'm sure he played music, but like he wasn't a famous, like he wasn't a well-known, a professional musician until 33. He was a poet and, uh, and novelist and mm-hmm. whatnot beforehand. I knew he was a poet. I didn't know he was a novelist, but, um, but anyway, so that was on this day in 2016, uh, sad to say on this day in 2019, um, we have, as we have every other Thursday at the Fox and Fiddle, uh, in North Bay, we have open mic night. So those of you in the North Bay area, come on out. I know that we're going to have uh, my friend Damien Spark coming out from Toronto to play tonight, and uh, I'm fairly certain that Moby One, the only one, will be there to sling some rhymes for us. Uh, Zach just got a smile on his face, because uh, <laughs> one, he's excited for uh, rap, and two, he's just like, what was that name again? <laughs> um, and uh, aka DJ World Music, aka Mo, uh, Money, Money Mo. Mo. Sorry. So, um, yeah. So what was the first name again? Sorry. Uh, Moby won the only one. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He may so. also, Vanessa Professor might be there. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, another great artist to have around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Marla the Mouse McCarty and myself will be playing there, and we'll get Zach up there at some point to sing some songs with us. He doesn't know that yet. Well, he knows now. No, you know. Surprise. But, uh, <laughs> you just have to stand near the mic and sing the songs you already know to sing, so shut up. Yeah. Uh, but just don't say, shut up when you're near the mic. Like, sing then. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so come on out to the Fox. If you want to make a little circuit of it, uh, there's an open mic at Cecil's as well every Thursday. So you can always stagger that and skip Cecil's and come here to the Fox tonight and then go to Cecil's next week. But I mean, North Bay is small enough that you can do both. You can do uh, both. Very easily. So hop on the bus, get in the car, get a taxi. I guess you can't get an Uber here. Uh, but there's something like that here is now. Like, there's some new ride is it Lyft thing, or something? Lyft, whatever, whatever it is. I don't, I don't yeah, think it's Lyft, but there's some, it's something like it. There's a new system anyway. It's coming. But uh, so yeah, just get a get a ride between the two. Bring your guitars or um, or use my house. We have a house guitar at the Fox. I'm not sure that they do at Cecil's. So bring your own guitar anyway. Then and I'll save you a lot of trouble. And um, yeah. Come and enjoy the open mic night, and otherwise, that is your daily sweet. Thank you, Zach. I just got off the bus in North Bay, Mazan, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, well I'll have you. Uh, there will be more um, more of Zach Mazan on the podcast, I'm sure, throughout the weekend. He's staying for a few days, so we're going to get him to review some uh, some tunes with us and wax philosophical about them, so that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, until then... Uh, we'll let the oh-so-dulcet tones of Anthony Longhair, Leclerc, Marla Mess McCarty, and Zach Mann stop telling me that I just got off the bus in North Bay Mazan um, <laughs> singing Hallelujah for you. See and you guys later. Peace. Hallelujah.